Against the Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. We got babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? We have Channing Fry guys joining us. Nice. Pretty cool, right? Former Nick. You guys remember when he was drafted? Parlay kid, right? That was yeah, a, actually we, a fun team in 2005. Yeah. Well, I mean, they weren't very good. That's probably the only time Brian and I could afford Nick tickets was uh, yeah. around that time. So, But it was fun to watch. And I believe he's also related to uh, Tobias Harris, Brian. They're, I think they're cousins. Oh, wow. Nice. A famous cousin. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Wonder how that works. Tobias Harris. Uh, it's funny. My uh, little Mikey used to uh, play with them in the hallways at some basketball oh, games right. when they were kids. That's correct. Yeah. That's wow. Correct. All right. Well, I'm going to thank uh, Channing Fry and you guys should as well for being part of a bad team, bad enough that you guys could afford tickets. So that, that's. <laughs> I think that'll be I'm a not, good. We're start. not going to mention that now. <laughs> oh, you won't mention. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sunday night football recap. Mahomes is back. I guess five touchdown passes. Unbelievable. All the talk. We buried this team, and now they're even odds to win the division. And Bri, your Raiders are seven to one. They didn't show up for that. We're game. seven to one. Jesus, seven seven to one. We odds. should be yeah. way worse. We're done. You think We're so? We're done. We're fucking yeah. done. Just too much drama. It's so depressing. So depressing. This team. I want to. I want to. I want to sue Gruden. It's funny. I was like, it's just nothing. <laughs> it's just. I don't know. It's just depressing as a Raiders fan because even though we're five and four and we're technically not out of it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm looking out like a couple of years and I'm like, we might not be good for like six, seven more years, 10 years. I don't know, because we screwed up so many drafts now. It's just nothing to like about this team. And the fact that I have uh, to keep looking up our coach's name because I keep forgetting it every five seconds is, is not bad. is not a good thing either. Don't worry, they'll change that soon enough for you. <laughs> you won't have to concern yourself with it. Although all everything said that the Sean Jackson play i've watched it over and over now it's still stunning to me because you guys were down 13 and that should have been a touchdown and then you would have been right you were down well, 13 we're or down 10 at 10 at that, 10 at that, 10 at that point that would have cut it to yeah three? i think it would have cut it to three but don't also forget on the drive before hayward should have picked off mahomes and that might have changed the complexion right. of the game then they come down they score and then yeah jackson had that ter- whatever the fuck he was doing was terrible um, yeah, then that because you know I was all over the Raiders. I had a bunch p- of money. Don't don't ever bet on your favorite team, guys. It just doesn't. It it, it doesn't yeah, even matter if you win. If you win, saying. whatever. If you lose, it's if you double lose, it's it's the worst. Sure, it hurts. It hurts. Hard. Yeah, I, I don't know what Jackson. He always tries to initiate contact, whether it's like doing a dance at the five yard line, you know, baiting players to hit him or. That was just a bizarre turn into the defender <laughs> was, who he had beat by five It was like, five it was like he got disoriented. I know he yeah. didn't, but it was like he got disoriented and almost was like starting to run the other way. Like I was like, right. what's right. going on right. here? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. Like they spun him around. Yeah. All right. I, I had Josh Allen on Fandle. Oh, that was a good pick. Oh, Quarterback with the most yeah. passing yards Shit. on yeah. Sunday. 10 to 1 odds, most passing yards. He had 366. And Mahomes comes out and puts 406 up. And yet it, it, it hurts extra because... Last week I had Mahomes at plus seven fifty. I'm ah. like, these odds are insane. This is stupid. Just keep betting them. Like we say, my Brian, every year we say bet Mahomes. You know, bet the Chiefs every year, five to one, six to one. In the next five years, it'll come through for you. I had the same idea with Mahomes, and then I, I, I abandoned it and went with Josh Allen, who did well, but not good enough. Uh, Parley Kid, our Cowboys look great, forty three to three. 
They are now minus 2,200 to win the NFC East. Uh, I'm looking at number one seed in the NFC. Do you know who it is? Did you look? Did you see the odds? I did not. What, what do you think? It? Green Bay plus 220. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know what to think. Yeah, I, I, well, I go back and forth. I'm just, I'm just happy to get the fourth seed. I really am. I'm happy that this Chiefs game doesn't mean that much. It's gravy. Yeah, and, uh, you're happy with the fourth seed right now, Seth. You don't think, I'm not happy. You don't think this I, Cowboys team should be playing for the one seed at this point? Yeah, like, of I, course. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think this is a team that's good enough right now. Because remember, they're still missing some of their best players on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Tyron Smith's been out for a few games. Uh, I, I really right now is I'm not going to be disappointed if they don't get the the one seed, but they should be playing for the one seed in sure. the NFC. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they got a couple easy easy ish ones. I mean, although Washington might be back with the big win over uh, Tampa Bay, my God, and we saw the Eagles. I really don't mind the way the Eagles look right now, but we could we could make a push for 12 wins for sure. But I don't think. First of all, Tampa showed you could do this on the road the whole way through. And also, how many teams have that big a home field advantage, right? If we go to, um, if we play the Rams, let's say they win that division, we're going to have more fans than they do. Um, well, you don't want to go to Seattle's Green Bay. Though, out of the you don't want to go to Green Bay. So that's the one. That's the one you want to avoid. Uh, I said the Bucks lost. Terrible money line loss for me. We'll get into that, I'm sure, in bed aches. Team wasn't prepared. Um, Arians actually blamed himself. First time I think Patriots have bragging rights over Tampa. The first time Belichick really has bragging rights, right? Parlay kid, like, I don't know. They yeah. won 45-7. This is your favorite team. You can pretend to still like the Cowboys. The Patriots are your favorite uh, team. Look, right? you from this from the for as long as time here with these Patriots, I've never hated the Patriots. Hmm. I've always respected the Patriots. They're a team to respect. They're a tremendous organization in the way they conduct themselves. And this Patriot team, they're a fun team to watch right now. Just mm-hmm. collectively, they are a team. There is no standout, except maybe Judon on, on, de- on defense. But they are a collectively tremendous team right now. And Sal, they might be the best team in the AFC. They wow. just might be the best team in the AFC, which we've been taught. We've been saying, I've been saying this since February. <laughs> I was saying this Patriots team was going to shock people this year. Is it possible I that, that their loss to Dallas turned them around? Like, I felt like that's what well, I'm like, oh, well, I, I, don't think they that. I don't care they that they beat the good. Jets. Like, I don't care that they beat the Texans like that. They looked best in that loss to Dallas and then have looked good ever since. Harry, you have stats on this? I'm just saying like, they are. That's their only loss in the last six games. They've averaged 31 points a game during that run. Belichick. Where does he get these running backs from? Stevenson out of the blue just just bangs it out. He had a monster game yesterday. And Jones has been fantastic managing this team. 19 of 23 yesterday. 19 of 23. Free agent pickup Kendrick Bourne, 140 yards yesterday. It's been a great pickup for them, too. They're rolling right now. And you have to think, um, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, we thought it was Chase, Chase, Chase. Now Mack and Cheat is right up there, plus 150. Mm-hmm. Plus 150, Chase is minus 110. Something to discuss. I don't know. I, I mean, if the Patriots make it over the Bengals in the playoffs, you may have to go Mac Jones. Paula Kid, you have to like that, I guess, at this point. Plus 150. Yeah, I would jump on it uh, at this point. Um, Cincinnati's been in a little tailspin. I think they get it back a little bit. Uh, Chase is still going to put up exceptional numbers. So 
But um, I want to jump on Mac Jones at plus money right now. I think this Patriots team gets to at least 10 wins. They might even find 11 at this point. Mm. Well, I don't know what makes the playoffs that last spot. If the Patriots look like a playoff team for sure, even if the Bills take that division. I don't know if that the Steelers are a playoff team, but what what a six days for them. Like they were involved in the worst called game officiating wise in the league uh, of the year against the Bears on Monday. And then Sunday, they survive a tie against the Lions, 16-16. People ask if you have the money line, either of those teams on a, on a money line parlay, do you lose? No, it goes down to one less team. You just, you cross that off as if you didn't make that bet. I think in many fat, um, eliminator pools, if you had the Steelers, you lose, right? I think that's the prevailing um, mm-hmm. decision there because you have to win to keep going. How about this, babyface Joel Solomon? This is your team. Najee Harris didn't know that they could tie. How does anyone know that there are no ties now in the NFL if you're suiting up? He's like, oh, I didn't know. He's like, I was all ready to play an extra quarter. What is that? Defend your guy, babyface. We're serious. I mean, there's no defending that. That's Mike Tomlin not having the team ready, knowing that, I mean, they can they can tie. I mean, that would never happen under a, a Belichick team, right, Parlay Kid? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but honestly, people are looking at it as like, oh, well, how naive. That's kind of cute. That's adorable. Like, yeah, but maybe Charlie's harder if he doesn't think that there's an extra quarter to play. It's very it's weird. weird. I don't know. If it's I, weird. I would never say that. Would you admit that, uh, Brian? Would you ever admit that? No, I don't know. I mean, that just means you haven't been watching football, right? Like, you just right. don't watch. Yeah. You just don't watch the games. Like, you're good at it and you like to play it, but you just don't watch it, right? Because you, otherwise Heck. you would know for sure. Heck, right. he should have asked me because I lost, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, several years in a row on having no ties for the season. Right. right. Uh, and I've lost that bet a, several it's times. It's not like there's been a tie in the last uh, five, ten years. Yeah. Some Latin, you know, stupid. I guess he just doesn't watch NFL football. Yeah. But in, uh, back in the Alabama, I don't know what he did. Uh, so now Lions 0-16 and 1, you can get plus 350 for that. Does anyone like that? I mean, now's the time to jump, right? Because... Uh, uh, I think they they have some easy games, and then they have some. Boy, they're, they're really trying hard, though, for Campbell. They really are. I mean, uh, they do get a banged-up Browns team this week that they could possibly beat. And they, on Thanksgiving. Uh, they're double on Thanks, on their Yeah, on Thanksgiving, they get the Thanksgiving's Bears at home. Thanksgiving's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Thanksgiving's the one. So they have the Bears at home. They, they're home for the Cardinals. I don't know what that team looks like. Uh, they're home for the Vikings. But first of all, it, we watch enough football so far that any team can lose to anybody now. I'm I'm sure of it. They're they're at the Broncos. They could win that. What do you think? Anyone biting up plus three fifty? They're at the Seahawks. Uh, they're home for the Packers. That might be their best bet. Home for the Packers if the Packers don't have a chance to ha- get the one seed or already have it locked up. Right. Interesting. That could get you yeah. uh, out of that plus three fifty. All right. We'll talk about this a lot more. We'll do bed aches and we'll do the Monday night game. We'll do props, side, total, and first touchdown. But first, let's take a break. All right. Monday night, though. Monday night. That's tonight, fellas. Rams at 49ers. 49ers, three and a half point underdog. 50 and a half is the over under. Uh, The Robert Woods loss is a tough one. That guy kind of does everything, right, for this Rams team. So, uh, there, were, uh, there were memes going around at o- ODB, like the, the Nancy Kerrigan thing, and now that's why he's out. I don't know that that's the case. I don't want to start a rumor. Uh, 49ers beat them four straight, which is hard to believe. Rams after a loss, though, 10-2, and 9-2-1 and one against the spread. Average margin of victory, 13. 
San Francisco defense, 24 points uh, per game allowed, 24th in sacks. Sorry, 24th in points per game, 24th in sacks, and last in turnovers. I think this is a coming out game for the Rams. I don't think they stink it up um, two primetime games in a row. I like it 34-20. Give me the Rams slightly over. Brother Bry, you're going to lay the points as well. Yeah, I'm going to lay the points. Uh, you know, it, it is slightly odd, right, that Shanahan has beaten them four straight, especially last year um, when they were missing all those players. But, it, you know, that could have just been how bad Goff was uh, for sure. But but I like it for two reasons. Like you were saying, you know, McVay is typically great against the spread after a loss. Um, they couldn't have been worse against the Titans in that game. And the 49ers have just been awful at home. They're 0-4 at home on the season. 0-4 against the spread. And these games haven't been particularly close. I just think the Rams defense steps up big in this game. And I think the 49ers have a hard time keeping up with them. Yeah, that Ram, that 49ers defense allowed 30 or more points in four games this season. Only the Texans have done a worse job with that. Yep. Giving out more 30-point uh, games. All right. Parley Kid, you're against us here. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be taking the San Fran and the points. I don't, I don't love it, um, but McVeigh has struggled uh, against San Fran uh, during his uh, short coaching career. Uh, San Fran is now a healthy Kittle. Ayuk seems to have found his way this year uh, and is stepping up. We know it doesn't really matter who's running the ball for San Fran, but between Samuel and improving Ayuk, a healthy Kittle, I think offensively, there's enough talent to keep them in this game. It's really going to come down to how well Jimmy G plays. I think if he can uh, avoid the turnovers, San Fran is going to be right here at the end of this game. I think the Rams win, but they're going to win by a field goal, Sal. Yeah, well, you got this trend working for you, you and Harry, who is also about to take the 49ers. 15-4 and four, San Francisco, both straight up and against the spread in their last 19 as an underdog of five points or fewer. There you go. They just don't ever win in this stadium. I don't. I don't. I don't know what happens, Harry. You like. You like taking the points. Up. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I don't think the Rams are playing the best right now. Own three last three against the spread. Uh, you mentioned the Wood situation, and I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this up to four. You guys mentioned Sean, Mc, Sean McVay. Not very. Where'd good you get against, the money? <laughs> not going to get own four. In fact, McVay own four versus San Francisco, and I've got a uh, yeah. worthless stat for the show that Dave Damashak. Double D is going to love this one when I give this one out. Here we go. I bet he won't. I bet he won't. Uh, go ahead. Since 2005. Now, remember, I bought it up before. <laughs> bought it up before. Since 2005, whether in L.A. or St. Louis, the Rams have beaten the Niners in San Fran by more than four points one time. Give me the Niners. Great. 2005. Jimmy G was 12. <laughs> they play each other every yeah. year, so one time in 17 You have games. tidy whities Tidy Whitey's old doing that. All right. Uh, all right. Let's do the prop now. Boy, I really like this. And, you know, with Woods out, it opens up that offense a little bit. More opportunities for players, lesser known players. And then the best in the league, Cooper Cup, plus 430. It was plus 440. Plus 430 to score two or more touchdowns. His odds are excellent for this. He has four multi-touchdown games. He's clocking in at plus 430. I don't know, Brother Brian. I know you have a Cooper Cup prop as well and the best part of this i like is uh, i heard a story last week his father has been put on notice for fantasy he's in a fantasy league where all his friends l just automatically let him take cooper cup his son uh and now they're saying no nah, not happening 10 touchdowns 103 targets now nah, he's he's in the pool 
we can't let you win. <laughs> um, you, you just get them with your last pick or however they work that up. I like Cup, two or more touchdowns, plus 430. Uh, Bri, you like him for a long reception. Yeah, I like these long reception ones. So I like him over, even though it didn't hit less. I'm going to give it out with uh, Gusecki. But I do like Cup over uh, 26 and a half yards longest reception. He's done it all season. He has a 30-yard reception or longer in seven of nine games this season. He didn't have any real big plays last week. I think the Rams offense in this game, I think they're probably going to run a little bit more tonight, open up the play action. And I think uh, they hit Cup for a few big plays here. All right. Parley kid, this is a fun one because you're never really out of it. And then even if right. you win it, you could lose it. Well, explain what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sal, you know what? I usually love these props. You know, I hit one yesterday with McCaffrey over four and a half catches. Oh, no, over 39 and a half yards. So easy. Uh, the props have been good to me. I looked through these props. I didn't really love anything for these for this game for the props. So I'm taking Stafford over two and a half yards rushing at minus is it yeah, minus one thirteen. This can happen at any time, Sal. One rush, one scramble forward during this game, and it can go over. Now, as you're saying, what could happen is if he's close to this total. And he's kneeling down at the end of the game. Yeah. He might lose a yard That's or two. The best. Which could screw me. So this could get fun. But like you said, the good thing about this and all these props, like Brian's over uh, longest reception, they can happen at any time. St- two and a half, though, can really happen at any time. It could happen within the first 30 seconds. And especially South, he gets like, has like a 10 yard run. I'm in the money, right? Seven yard run. I'm in great shape. So. I like it. It's the only prop I could find that I was like, this is it. This is the one. All right. It's not bad. Uh, and the worst example of that where a guy had the, I mean, didn't Mahomes in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. when they won? Yeah. Wasn't he over by like 15 yards? Something stupid. Nell took like three, six yard kneel downs <laughs> and they lost or something. So yeah, you gotta yeah. be, you I gotta mean, have a, a nice little cushion here. He's gone over. He's gone over the last couple games on the Stafford too. So I mean, it doesn't take much, right? I'm looking so, at it now. He has a 13, a 12, a zero, right. a negative two, and a negative one. Have we ever seen a negative over under for rushing yeah. yards? That would be fun to see. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, he's 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 had a 21 yard game, a 13, and a 12, and then the rest of them are kind of negatives. Right. So right, who that knows? So let's do it. <laughs> you two just and a half never yards. Know. Two and a half yards. Come on. <laughs> All right, uh, Harry, you like Mitchell? The 49ers, who knows whatever, who the heck knows with their running game and Shanahan and what they do, but you like them over 14 and a half carries? Yeah, I, I tried this one earlier this year, and it was a winner with a running back on carries with Zeke, and that was a winner. Um, basically, Mitchell, uh, if he isn't playing Arizona, he goes over and carries it. That's simply a 17 total carries in two games versus the Cardinals, but has had at least 17 in all of his other games, which are four games. Uh, I think San Fran's going to have to establish some sort of a running game and keep Stafford off the field. Uh, for a rookie, Mitchell's had a pretty good season. He's got three 100-yard games. So I like over 14 and a half carries here at minus 114. All right, Harry, while I have you, let's do first touchdown because Thursday night, we went into this a little bit Friday, but really now the outpouring, hmm. I can't even read all the emails, like people laughing at you for taking the Dolphins' defense despite bet after we established <laughs> that it's not worth it, but none of these first touchdown bets are really worth it. You took a defense the week before. Now you took the Dolphins defense at 39 to one and they scored the first touchdown in the third quarter, but you didn't bet it. I imagine now you have another long shot that you're not going to bet tonight. 
Uh, I do have a long shot tonight. Now that was a tremendous outpouring on Twitter and uh, with the uh, thirty-nine <laughs> to one on uh, on Miami. Yes, that it's was like wild. the Taylor Swift album, uh, so really. But I'm going to take it. Thir- <laughs> a lot of this isn't thirty-nine to one, but at thirty-eight to one, I'm going to take Trey Lance here. Um, I like it. Maybe a trick play inside the five. Some ma- Monday night magic for the for the uh, Niners at home. He does have a rushing touchdown this season. If they get inside the ten. All of a sudden, Jimmy G comes out. Lance comes in. Some sort of wild play. Touchdown, thirty-eight to one. All right. So for those of you who just bury us with these odds here, he does have a rushing touchdown, right? And in, in eight games, so it's right around there. If you think four or five touchdowns will be scored, if he scores every seven or eight games, and there's four or five, thirty-eight to one is not bad, right? Well, I think that's well, uh, especially digestible, especially because it's actually forty-eight to one. Oh, is it? All right. Yeah, it changed. By the way, this is how you know Harry's not betting. Listen, it's going to be great. Listen, can we we at least, Darren, Darren, can we at least get the scenario of it's no touchdown yet. San Fran completes it down to the four. Garoppolo comes out. Lance comes in. That would be great. That's that. That can happen. It's not like it's impossible. So I like this a lot. Harry. I like Brian's, too. Yeah, well, you all have the uh, Niners here. Bri, you got a long shot. Uh, the fullback, Jujicic. <laughs> yeah, you check. So, uh, <laughs> however you, however, <laughs> however you said it, it sounded right. Um, He's like an all pro. He's the only good fullback. Yeah, you in the league, right? You know, it's funny because I feel like when they play well, when he has some good, when he has good games, it's it seems like mm-hmm. it seems like. Although you know, he's been targeted. Um, 16 times over the last five games, you know, they get him the, they get him the ball, they throw to him. I mean, he's had three games over 30 yards receiving, you know, they'll give him the ball, you know, he'll, he'll run it once here or there. Uh, but I could easily see him, you know, catching a ball out of the backfield. I mean, I consider him like a, you know, kind of like a second tight end. And, you know, if you could get 40, right. 44 to one odds for him, I thought are, are pretty good. And I do like Harry's too, because, I do think there's a scenario where Lance, you know, they have yeah. the first and goal from the two and they just bring Lance. In. I mean, it's sure. Definitely possible. Harry says scenario, but if you want to say scenario, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. You said same kind of thing. He has one touchdown. So 44, 48, they're all uh, about the same. Yeah, guess what? The Dolphins have two defensive here. touchdowns this year, too. That's all they got. But it worked out last Thursday. Right. All right. Uh, Kittle, <laughs> 12 to one first touchdown. Parlay yeah. Kid. So uh, Kittle's down to eleven to one now. I'll stick mm-hmm. with. I'll stick by him. Um, yeah, he's back. He's healthy. Sound. I like the tight ends in these situations. Um, always. Uh, I think he's still pretty good value. Uh, is he the Kittle from a couple of years ago? I'm not really sure. It doesn't seem to be that way. But last week he showed some glimpses over a hundred yards. He scored a touchdown. Kind of like what I said last week about Andrews. Kittle can uh, you know he can get one inside that five yard. Uh, Mark or War, he could stretch one out and maybe catch one down the field as well. So I like Kittle here. I probably should also sprinkle a little on Stafford at 70 to 1, being that oh. I also like him for that rushing prop. Oh, yeah, that'll bum um, me out if he scores from the. You know, from the yeah, floor. that's what I'm you know, thinking. I'm like, yeah. he has a four yard touchdown run. And I say, well, I, I got that? my prop. I should have hit him for that 70 to 1. Right. But maybe sprinkle. But my main pick is Kittle at 11 to 1, first touchdown. All right. Oh, I didn't get mine. Uh, I forgot. I'll go with the other tight end on the other side. Tyler Higby. It's Tyler, right? 13 to one. That's correct. Uh, I know San Francisco is pretty good against tight ends, but with Woods out, 
I think it opens up a lot for Higby. All these guys in the red zone. He has two touchdowns this year. Actually had one last week versus the Titans called back because he stepped out a little bit. But either way, 10 targets last week. He should have around there the same this week, like I said, with Woods out. 13 to 1. Stafford to Higby. 419 left in the second in the first quarter. Rams go up 10 nothing. Boom. Do it. Bing bong. 13 to 1. <laughs> Bing bong, baby. Love it. All right, it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta, really me, in a segment we hate, hate, hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. There's only one for me. Actually, there's three or four. But the one big one that started this avalanche of a terrible, terrible gambling weekend was the Texas Longhorns money line. The Texas Longhorns money line. I can't even say it. I have Scott the Grizz sitting next to me. Big Longhorns fan. I don't care. I'm letting loose here, Scott. Shame on me, first of all, for adding them to a money line parlay, which basically I gained like 10 cents, but I like having automatic winners. This seemed to be an automatic winner. And they played this team since 1901 and had never lost at home. That's as automatic as it gets. All right, they're losing the whole game. Maybe I didn't deserve for it to be close. They miraculously catch up. Texas does. They go to overtime, and then they're minus 310 to win the game heading into overtime. You'll never see odds like that again. And I mean, everybody gets the same possession, right, from the 25? Hang on. Not so fast. Texas gets the ball. I think they score on two plays, the second play. Receiver gets it. God forbid he spins the ball in the end zone. What a monster. Never put him on the field again unless at least penalize him. Give him a personal foul. Texas up seven. Um, Kansas now gets the ball to 12 and a half because of the personal foul. They score. They're going for two. Smart move. Why not? Um, you're not going to match Texas, you know, in the long run for this uh, score for score. So what do they do? They go for two. Quarterback is flush, running, rolling, rolling right. And what do you do? He's throwing right. Guess what, guys? He's throwing right. He's throwing to one-eighth of the end zone. That's all he could throw to when you're rolling right as quickly as he is and in trouble. And what happens in the front of the end zone? Not even in the back of the end zone, parlay kid, like a Dwight Clark, God forbid, uh, catch. In the front of the end zone, a walk-on freshman fullback, first snap ever, catches it in the front of the end zone. I lose on a two-point conversion. And then it was awful the rest of the week down there. Parlay kid, yeah. And... Pauly Kidd's bed ache is one that I had, and this just crushed me for the rest of the weekend. Go ahead. Yeah, so that that was an interesting play, too, and seeing that kid uh, in the post-game conference um, talk about, like, it was like a minor miracle that he caught uh. the ball. Uh, it, was like, it was unbelievable. Uh, I didn't know there was any Texas fans left, uh, so kudos to Scott. There's uh, only one next to me. Uh, I mean, a shell so, of himself. Uh, you know, yeah. Sarkeesian can't spell defense, Darren. He can't spell defense. Uh, this is true. Uh, we know that. And look, Kansas uh, getting coached by the former uh, Buffalo Bulls coach now and uh, making things happen down there. Uh, so on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, had them tied into um, every parlay I had. I mean, uh, what could go wrong? They're coming off a loss, coming off a bye week. They'll be ready, no doubt, right? There's no doubt they're not going to lose to the Washington football team here. And right from the start of the game, uh, interception, interception, almost a third interception. I think there was at one point I saw a stat that Brady had thrown three interceptions in his last seven passes. Wow. Something to that nature. Uh, pretty incredible. 
they they made a really a, a last ditch effort to uh, get back into that game, and then Washington comes out with what seemed to be an eternity of a drive. Mm-hmm. Literally took forever. I, I looked took up the whole fourth quarter. It seemed to me, and that was that. I just could rip up all my parlays. Everything was done. Thanks to the Buccaneers. Shocking loss. Didn't really get as much talk uh, around the league because, as Brother Bryce said last week, uh, this kind of happened to the Bucs at this time last year as well. And maybe this is what they go through, and now they'll pick it up. I guess I jumped on them on the wrong week. I will be back on them next week, though, so. Uh, <laughs> against the no Giants. No doubt. It's, of oh, course. No doubt. But yeah. you were right. They went 9-2 and two down the stretch. They had the exact with the same record. But yeah. you would think after a bye, after a loss. Bye week after think, a loss. Washington, man. get up for a team man. that you know is going to play you tough because they lost you in the playoffs, and they were just awful. Defensively, Young they got goes beat out up. early in the game. Uh, right? Chase Young, Young is out. I mean, come on. We had very little to worry about there. And Brady just like completing like four-yard passes the rest of the way. He's old. He's an old man. He shouldn't be playing football. I think I, I figured it out. I didn't realize it was 44. <laughs> I thought it was like 31, like the rest of us here. But yeah, that's a bed ache. I had that part uh, tied to everything. And on Fox Bet Live, we're giving $10,000. And I was like down like 800 to um to Clay Travis. And I was like, screw this. I'm just going to make it up with one bet. 4500 to win 1000 on the Tampa Bay Bucks money line. So now I'm in the hole. I don't know if I have to ask for a marker or what I have to do here. Maybe they'll kick me off the show. That'd be great. All right, let's uh, let's. Uh, you guys, no bet aches out of you, Harry or Brother Bry. Well, I I got one that I didn't bet much. Out, you saw my stuff. I didn't bet much this week after losing that nine teamer the week before. Mm. I was just drained. So, but I did have a parlay on Saturday, a five team parlay. Um, and again, Iowa State comes back to bite me again. I had a five team parlay with Oklahoma State minus seventeen and a half at plus one seventy. They win by like uh. fifty. Then I load up on Ohio State. I had. I had Stroud over two and a half touchdown passes in the parlay. I had him over 326 yards. I had Chris Olave, wide receiver, over 71. So everything hit. All I need is Brees Hall of the Iowa State Cyclones to get over um, 71 and a half. It doesn't matter. Wait a minute. No. It doesn't matter. It's no, okay, Harry. It doesn't matter. 122 and a half. 122 and a half yards <laughs> rushing. Hear me out here. 38 right. points against Texas Tech. He had 136, 167, 190 in three of his last four games against Texas Tech's defense. He goes for 51 yards when they put up 38 <laughs> points. Stupid, stupid, whatever. By the way, Harry mind. said he didn't have a bed ache, and then he just rattles off that craziness. <laughs> <clears throat> Good Lord. All right. Uh, I mean, let's hear the song. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad It's a bad All right. Bet Aches was brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bet. PropSwap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. You see a bet you like, but think the price is too high? Go for it. Make another bid. Use promo code ODDS on your next deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. That's double the cash means double the odds. And now it's time for another edition of the Extra Prop of the Week. This week's prop focuses on the rematch of the 2017 Super Bowl. Thursday night, Patriots, Falcons. What will be the total number of Mac Jones touchdowns plus Kyle Pitts receptions? Last week, Jones accounted for three touchdowns. Pitts, four receptions. To enter, tweet us your guess at Extra Points Pod and at PropSwap with the hashtag 
hashtag extra prop. You must be following both accounts to win. And the winner receives a $1,500 Patriot Super Bowl ticket courtesy of PropSwap. That's to win $1,500. I would have laughed at that a month ago. Now, it's as good as anything. Go to PropSwap.com today or download the PropSwap app to find the best odds nationwide. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Harry, what do you think? Total number of Mac Jones touchdowns plus Kyle Pitts receptions. Seven. All right, seven. That's exactly the number, right? Exactly as last week. All right, good. Harry doesn't vary for very too much. Well, no, we're, don't both let his, bo- we're both born in July, so. You know, oh, so. that's right. Go with seven. All right, there you go. All right, we're going to get to Channing Fry in a minute. First, I need to let you know, FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every single week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more. If your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to 10 Dollars, Yes, you could do it like uh, for tonight's game. All those props we just mentioned to you. Why not? Take them all. Go with uh, the Parlay Kids pick for Stafford. Over two and a half yards rushing. Take Higby. First touchdown. 13-1, like I suggested. Harry, 49ers plus three and a half. You like it? That all fits on a same game parlay. Fast payouts. Easy to use. Safe and secure. America's number one sports book. Same game parlay bets. No feeling like nailing one. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code against the odds. And if your first bet loses, get up to $1,000 back in site credit. FanDuel.com slash against all odds. All right, let's bring in our guest. He won an NBA championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now he's an analyst with Turner Sports, one of the founders of Chosen Family Wine and People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive in 2012. Channing Fry is here. What's happening, Channing? Uh, you know what? I forgot about that. It's so long ago. <laughs> Did I get that wrong? Those are the days. No, no, it was great. Those are the oh. days. 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being told I was Channing Tatum. You know, producer Joel, you're fired. That, that's just bad research. We get confused a lot. Uh, so I get it. I get <laughs> believe it. it. Uh, Channing, we're almost... Uh, a month into the NBA season, heading for a Wizards-Warriors finals. Is that surprising to you or something you predicted earlier? You know what? I uh, And I'll say this. I think you look at them as a team. I think getting Andre Godala back helps them tremendously. I think their bench is better than what it was last year. I think you look and you would say, oh, man, like, can Steph get better? Mm-hmm. And he did. I didn't think he could. And now I'm just being honest. Like, I didn't think he could get better, and he's gotten almost exponentially better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the biggest thing what, for him was, is he going to consistently attack the, the rim, right? And I think he's been attacking the rim this year and last year better than he probably has his whole career. And I think uh, I, I love Gary Payton Jr. off the bench. I think Draymond Green fits, and I'm excited to see. Everyone talks about Clay, but I think if you look at the West, Wiseman is that guy that's going to put them – Next, if he's 60 percent, mm-hmm. right, you look, obviously, someone to guard Anthony Davis, someone to guard Jokic, someone to guard Aiden, someone to guard Nurkic. You know, you can go down the line. If you have a big man that is fluid within that system, that is it's that's dangerous. Yeah. I'm look, I'm thinking about Steph Curry. And now this weekend, a famous. Well, it's going to be a famous picture of Steph went around and it's basically him walking away from his shot, looking at the crowd. The ball is still in the air. Everybody else in the court staring at his shot. I mean, I don't know if I had that in my life, how big I would blow that up and what kind of wall. I I guess it would just be the front of my house. That would be the, but do you have a picture like that that you're proud of that? Like, Oh my God, what a, what a great Uh, one. 
You know what's crazy is I when we won a championship, mm-hmm. there's a picture that my buddy took or somebody took. My wife was pregnant with our, our child at the time uh, of me just hugging her. So she's pregnant. And it's like me and my two best friends and all this commotion is happening. And I'm just giving her the biggest hug. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, it's great just because at the beginning of the year, I was in Orlando. We were the worst team in the NBA. And then I get traded in February. We go on that run. And then we, you go from the worst team to the what I think is the greatest championship of all time, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like it, it encompasses all that, right? And, and so that picture reminded me of like, you just got to keep grinding and, and good things will happen to you. So that's a great picture. I got it. It's somewhere around here. I got it. You know, I always keep. Always keep that close. I love it. But uh, oh yeah, but yeah, it's in there. It's in that thing behind me somewhere. You should make an NFT out of it. Who knows? Who knows ah. how many hundreds of thousands you could fetch for that? Uh, you, you, you're, you speak fondly of that 2016 NBA Finals. You took down the 73 and nine Warriors. You guys were famously down three one. Draymond gets the flagrant foul. Uh, he's out suspended for a game that kickstarted you guys into a different gear. Was there something said in the locker room after? the game when you're down three, one that stood out. You know what? Everyone talks about the Draymond thing, right? And and as players, yeah, that was important. Right. But people forget that Andrew Bogut got hurt that series. People forget that Festus Azili got hurt that series. That was really the thing that changed us because Andrew Bogut was blocking everything. Right. It was almost with his screens and his passing, they were like, clicking it was it was almost impossible for anybody to beat them when they got hurt their bench went from let's say eight or nine players to six or seven hmm. right they weren't playing anderson Verjao. they were only playing uh i think it was like sean livingston and maybe andre Guadala. that was the only two guys that were really playing they weren't playing big so we were playing seven on seven right but we were more based on that but down three one we were like, we were looking at the film, like, this is on us. Like, we're really messing up. Like, our coverages were, I would say, soft. Or we weren't being physical with them. We were letting them run around. And I think uh, we finally, after game five, really got, a, like, a, a grab on them and didn't let them run around as much. I think you look at us, our defensive intensity happened. We also switched our starting lineup. Remember, Kevin had concussed. Mm-hmm. So, Richard Jefferson, we were switching one through four or one through five which we couldn't do the previously the other series or the, the other games. So like us going small, really that also kicks our, so it's not just everyone, you know, narrative is just Draymond, but there was three or four other things that happened uh, that went in our way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it seemed like you guys were having fun too. I'm not, oh, I'm not saying that nobody has yeah. fun anymore, but it was a different kind of, in your yeah. career, who was the most entertaining or funny guy you've sat next to on the bench? The funniest guy of all time. Time would be Kyle O'Quinn. Uh, I say this all the time. He plays now in Paris, and he's not—he's by far the funniest guy I've ever been around. Um, works hard, intense guy, but like he'll just say something where you're just like uh, just belly laughing on the ground. Uh, he's, he's a funny, funny cat. It's probably tough to be funny on the bench too, right? Because there are some guys. Well, you'll never have uh, the exact amount of um, everyone taking it the same level of seriousness, right? Ah, so you, you don't yeah. want to piss anybody off who's too serious, but you want to, you know, you know, cut up a little bit to maybe get the team going, right? It's a, not, not an easy For thing sure. to do. There's different sections of the bench, right? And there's right. guys who are just, 
just talk the whole game like me. I have to, I can't be in my own head. So I was just talking the whole time. So certain guys would have to sit next to me to be like, damn, I don't want to sit next to Channing. He won't shut the hell up. Um, <laughs> and then there are guys who are like super hardcore serious. And then they kind of sit a different way, but man, you play so many games and you do so many things. And the older you get, the more you're like, here they go running this play. And like, you know, you, you got to have fun out there. It's a game like Jesus. It's, it's yeah. basketball, right? I mean, if you're that hard up and serious about it, uh, you know, and it's not the playoffs, then that's a little different, but regular season, man, stop all that. Yeah. It's a long season. You, you, oh, gotta, yeah. you gotta have a little fun. Uh, lots of Knicks yeah. fans here in this, um, zoom, take us through draft night, 2005. You're the eighth pick overall. Did you know you were going to the Knicks? Were you hoping to go to the Knicks? Did the Dolans welcome you with open arms? <laughs> yeah, everything was great, man. I I think that's one of my things. Everyone's like, well, if you could change one thing about your career, <clears throat> for me, it definitely would have been being better. Uh, the Knicks being a really good team. I like a lot of the guys on the team. Jamal Crawford, Quentin Richardson, Nate Robinson, Malik Rose. Uh, all those guys are like stand-up guys. Obviously, I'm still friends with Isaiah Thomas to this day. Um, I just wish we were better, but it was just like a mix of too much, too much friction, like on paper and like in theory, like should have worked, but in, in reality, it just like did not mesh. Um, but dude, I love being a Nick, man. I think that was an awesome gift, uh, given to me to be able to play for the Knicks and play in the garden. Obviously my family's from New York. They're big Knicks fans. Um, I'm happy to see the Knicks doing well this year. Um, I think the Knicks are going to be up and down this year. I think a lot of that depends on their shooting. Um, I think a lot of it depends on Julius Randle. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, that's a lot on his shoulders. Um, but if he can take that next, next step, they're going to be really dangerous. I have them at least top five in the, in the East. Um, but yeah, draft night, I, I had a feeling I was going to go there. Uh, I thought, you know, Toronto at six, I think they picked Charlie Bill Nueva. Uh, or seven, I thought I was going to go there. But if I got past them, then I knew for sure Isaiah was going to take me uh, at eight. I really didn't do many workouts for a lot of players. And uh, he knew I wasn't going to play center. I was going to be a small center, but more of a forward. And we had already talked about that. And, you know, I, I liked his um, image of what I was going to be. And I ended up becoming that. But it just, he was a little ahead of his time. Yeah. You mentioned Nate Robinson. He went the same year, right? Or am I crazy? Yeah, him. And my, I went eight. Nate Robinson went maybe 24. And then I think, uh, David Lee went 30th. Yeah. Oh, so that's a fun, that's a fun trio there. Yeah. Great draft. Great draft. Darren Williams, Andrew Bogut, uh, Andrew Bynum, uh, Ike Diagu went, mm -hmm. you know, from Arizona state. Uh, right. who else? Yeah. Charlie Villanueva, Chris Paul, Darren Williams. I already said that. Martel Webster. You did all oh, right. Yeah. You're a top three yeah, name right. out of a, in that draft. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's it's pretty good. I like that. Uh, you mentioned the East and where you had the Knicks ranked. What do you think? I mean, a lot of this depends on how the way the East shakes out. Depends on the 76ers. What do you do if you're Daryl Morey with Ben Simmons? Trade him. What do you, what do you, why? I don't even know why this is an issue. This is just like trade the guy. He doesn't want to be there. You don't I just, it's too, this is messy. You're, you're wasting time. You're like, Joel Embiid is on the Eastern Conference. He's the most dominant center in the NBA. You want to win a championship. Your spacing this year is great, 
when you have good spacing and your shooters are shooting, you're almost impossible to guard, right? Tobias is having a career year. Seth Curry is balling out. Uh, Maxi is doing great in his role. Like, why all the distraction? Like, what is this? Is this better for your team? You can get a good piece. You just need a guard, a pick, and somebody to come out and like a culture guy, right? What is it? I don't understand, like, what the deal is. Like, why do you want to force this to work? You're trying to put a, a square thing in a round hole. It's just like, to me, if I'm a GM or an owner, if I'm establishing culture, first thing is you don't want to be here. Thank you. I'm going to bring somebody in who wants to be here. You got to do that from day one. That way, your main guy knows the main thing is the main thing, right? We're here to win championships. We're not in this back and forth with a player and his agent about this and about, I have to make you do this or I'm going to find you this. Hey, hey, listen, okay, we're going to get what we need to get out of you. You're not getting three picks anymore. You're not getting all this. Get a guard who can do multiple things, who can play on the ball and off the ball, and then get somebody who's a culture guy. And be good. Your team is really good. Like, stop messing around. Like, it's a small window to win a championship and have to see. And, and you're already, what, 12 games into the season, and we're still talking about somebody who doesn't want to be there. Right. Like, I just, as a player, you're just like, enough is enough. I guess the other side of that question is, if you're another uh, other GM, what do you want? Like, where is he a good fit, Ben Simmons? Just stop it. <laughs> what? Well, I'm saying Stop someone's got to trade for him, right? And when you say they yeah, should trade him, someone's got to. If I'm somebody else, I'm waiting for Daryl Morris ruining him. I could basically, I'll give him three, but where's some buttons? I'm going to give him a little Snorlax sticker <laughs> and something else for him. Now, I'm just letting their team explode. I'm waiting until the stock keeps going down. Gotcha. Like, yeah. dude, Ben Simmons, it's, people forget the dude is 6'9. He's not even, what is he, 26, uh-huh. right? He He's defensive almost every year in the defensive first team, second team, whatever it is. The one bad series that he actually had, everyone's like, oh, that's him. That's not him. That's like, that's a bad series. Like, I've had a bad series. All right, so you think, so you you think this is just a Philadelphia thing. Like, he wants to be out, and he'll yeah, go back to being the old be here. What? a year and a half. You be here. Bye. Yeah. All right. Hey, give it. me, give me some, give me something for him, and I move on. This is just too much dry. It's too much extra. You mm-hmm. don't need all this extraness. Your team is good, aren't they? Number one in the East right now. Yeah. Talking about Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know what you get. I mean, you give him a couple of cases of Chosen Family wine. Tell us about Ooh. Chosen Family wine. Uh, listen, listen, listen. He gave one case. One case. Only okay. one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of your partners is former teammate Kevin Love. Um, between you guys and LeBron James, did your love of wine start with that team, or was it before that? How did this come about? No, no, no. Orlando was probably, I would say, well, I love wine because I live in Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, Pinot Noir country, Chardonnay country. And so every summer I go back and go wine tasting. And it's just like one of my favorite things to do because you don't have your phone, you're outside, you're talking to friends, you're learning, you're just enjoying each other's company genuinely. And then uh, Orlando, we are not very good. So the wine was getting poured copiously. Uh, and then when I went to the, the Cavs, um, you know, LeBron has long dinners, right? Infamous for as long as the dinners are. Right. And so wine just became a thing that was just, we would talk about it. Guys would order different things. 
Um, and then it was like on a plane, you know, you get done with practice at one, you get on a plane, then you go to the city. So I'm like, well, if we're not doing anything the next day, what I'm going to drink this right now and go to bed at like eight or nine. <laughs> so I brought a bottle of wine on a plane, watch a film. And it was like, well, hey, why, why don't you bring enough for everybody? And I was like, there's 40 people on the plane. I'm not bringing a case of wine every time. <laughs> Just a couple months later, there ended up being a case of wine on a plane. Uh, and so it just became a thing. It started off with kind of cheap wine and it started progressing to where guys had lanes. Like Kevin was bringing, you know, Napa Valley stuff. I was always bringing Oregon stuff. Uh, Braun was bringing Italians. Uh, Tristan was bringing what he wanted, you know, even Corber. And so it just became something that was an extension of us. Um, and then on those really good teams, the teams went to a championship we're around each other 16 hours a day, man. Like it was wild how tight knit it was like early to practice, practice after practice lunch in somebody's room or somewhere downstairs. And it was dinner. It was just like our camaraderie was crazy. And that's probably why you had the funniest bench in the league, right? You guys are all plastered on uh, that. Yeah. Well, listen, when you whoop, <laughs> you can be funny as you want. Listen, right. <laughs> we knew our bench was crazy. I mean, even the year with D Wade, our bench, we won 18 games in a row. Mm-hmm. Like, and they blew the team up, obviously, because it wasn't, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose, D-Wade, Brian, Jake Crowder. It was just too much. But even that team was like, oh, hey, LeBron's going to go sit down. Let's go put in uh, D-Wade, Corver, uh, Channing, Jeff Green, and and uh, Chuck. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a 41-win yeah. team right there. So, right. you know, we, we, we had a lot of fun. We, we were really intense at practice, which – was kind of shocking to me because when we did practice, it was like letting the wolves out. And then coach would be like, all right, that's enough. That's enough. You know, because we didn't, we were like able to click it on and dudes are so competitive. We kind of like were chomping at the bit to just go at people, you know? Yeah. Now be honest. Did you come up with taco Tuesday? I know LeBron gets all the credit, but maybe it was <laughs> uh, during this wine conversation. Where did you hear this? Cause absolutely. I didn't come up with taco Tuesday, but the, the thing, yes. I yes. stumbled on something here. What is it? Yes, I did. I will say this. And he, he'll lie to his teeth and say no. But we were on the plane. And man, you know, I'm from Arizona. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I grew up like t- tacos and burritos are eggs and bacon to me. Right. And so anytime on the plane, they'd be like, option, what do you want? Steak, burrito, burrito. Right. He's like, there goes Channing eating a burrito. And I'd be like, yep, because every day is. Taco Tuesday, right? Like that. Oh. And the next thing you know, this guy with his billion <laughs> followers thinks it's Taco Tuesday. Uh, and I said, busted. dang it. I should have I should have trademarked that joint. I don't think it's too late. I don't know. I I, I see uh, it, right? well, listen, as much money as that guy has, I'm not dealing with his lawyers. Yo, I say. <laughs> I don't even know what wine goes uh, best with tacos. Oh, oh everyone. Stop everyone. it. Okay. Everyone get you, get you some chosen. That goes great with tacos. I love it. All right. Chosen family wine. You have a, a website address you want to give out? Yeah. Chosenfamilywines.com. Uh, we just released our Sonoma Coast Pino, I think two weeks ago. And then in a week we're releasing uh, two new uh, wines. Um, we're pretty excited. We're, we're a year in <clears throat> uh, right now. We're uh, almost hundred percent direct to consumer, which is good for us, but we're growing. Um, so just stay along with us on Instagram, chosen family wines. Uh, we're doing it different. Uh, we try to work with some of our favorite winemakers to make, uh, right now we have four different winemakers making 
I think eight or nine different types of wine. Uh, and so it's just come on a journey with us. And I think it's um, always fun to make wine, like not more approachable and not as, uh, I would say snooty as some people think it is as fun. It's something to put in the middle of your table and talk and uh, enjoy each other's company. And that's the biggest reason why I got into wine was, you know, wine is not divisive, right? It's like your opinion is just as valid as mine, whether you think it sucks or I love it. We're both right. And uh, it's, hey, it's a good business to be in. That's it certainly is. Josephfamilywines.com. Like you said, the holidays coming up. It's pandemic proof. Everyone's drinking wine all the time, whether it's on the bench or at home. Uh, Uh, Channing Fry, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Check it out. This interview is on YouTube. You'll see he's as sexy as he was in 2012 when he won that that award. (laughs) I have my glasses on, but thank you. you (laughs) Thanks, Channing. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you, man. Nice. Thanks, Channing. Oh, that was fun, Harry, right? Well, Boy, but he make he would make a great coach though. He he's knowledgeable. Yeah, he would be a great modern day coach. It would be a great one. Why not? One he said he said all the right things, and yeah, gives out free wine to the players. Uh, what else <laughs> do we want? Oh, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Someone asked a question, an actual real question, someone that didn't uh, want to shit on Harry Brett Nowatsky. Reached out to us at cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Hey, against all odds crew. I'm hoping someone could pass this along to the cousin and the degenerate trifecta. All right, you got it. I love the show and listen to you guys weekly. Like cousin Sal, I lost more money than I'll admit to my wife. The last two weeks needing the Bengals to win outright against Mike second coming white and the bills to beat the lousy urban Myers this week. I have a 17 parlay needing just the Rams minus four to hit. Do I hedge? Uh, any advice is helpful, but I'll likely just do the opposite of what are, whatever Harry says. Happy gambling, <laughs> Brett. Okay, so this guy has, I'm looking at this now. He has a seven-teamer that pays, it was $50. He wins seven seventy-six. Pretty good, right? Bill's money line, Lions plus 10.5. Football team, screw you, plus 10.5. Cowboys money line, Colts money line, Packers money line, and it ends with the Rams minus <laughs> four. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I, in my book, I write about this. Like if you're Bill Simmons, no, don't ever hedge. Who cares? You're staring at 15 to one basically here. Uh, are your kids going to suffer? You're not going to get gifts this year I, if this I, doesn't I, win? I don't know. Then you hedge. What do you think, Brian? I, I, well, I know what Harry's taking. I know what well, Harry's I, well, before you go, bro, I'm just going to say buy the half, <laughs> buy the half to four and a half and do it, for, two, and do it for 200. I knew it. I, I yeah, knew, knew exactly. It. So, it, yeah. Well, yeah. That's what Harry would do. Uh, yeah, based on, I don't know, because it's a $50 bet, I would, you know, I don't hedge anyway. I mean, just like you, when you're talking about Kansas, you know, Kansas, Texas, oh, right? You had Jesus. a chance to hedge. It's a matter right? you, you didn't hedge. I, I, yeah, I, I rarely <laughs> hedge. It never works out for it me. It didn't even occur to um, me to hedge. I just wanted to retrieve the number just to be able to tell the story later on. But uh, So what's the answer for this guy? Well, I, I, think, mean, he, I think he, uh, you know, everything else equal. Let's say he's not in the Jeff Bezos tax bracket, but he's also not, you know, it's not something he's not homeless and found this ticket on the street. I think that's about right. I hate to say Harry's right, but that's probably it. Right? 200, about 200. Yeah, and he's getting and, and he's got kind of a bad number at minus four too. So buy it to buy it to four and a half for two hundred. You can't lose. All right. I wish it was more exciting advice, but you're right. Cousin Sal against all odds <laughs> at gmail.com. Harry, I'm down two to you uh in our fantasy matchup. A terrible, terrible game. 63-61. I could still mm. make a lineup change here. I can go Debo or Van Jefferson. Should I just leave it up to you? 
Oh yeah. I tried getting I tried really oh, get yeah. I, I, Bri, I don't know if you know uh, Darren. I tried getting real sneaky. I, I picked up uh, uh Zach Pascal on uh, Sunday morning and threw him in the lineup instead of Ho- Hardman. And I uh-huh. thought, man, that's gonna be great to smoke Sal on that one. Not a catch. <laughs> Brutal. A big zero. All right, I'll leave Debo in the lineup. You guys uh, went again. Who won? Parley well, kid, you lost or what? No, Parley oh, no, kid's gonna. Yeah. Parley kid. I should yeah, be. I'm, I'm down he, six against Brian with Henderson and the Rams defense. Yeah. Although um, both our teams were pretty terrible this weekend. Yeah, they're terrible. Although, like at twelve thirty-five yesterday, I I swapped out. Um, AJ Dillon for Adrian Peterson. So that, that oh, worked man. out fuck, that worked out fucking great. Oh, that AJ scoring down all around the league. This uh, our league is bad. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Oh, AJ Dillon's gonna have a thousand points for now until the rest of the year. You should be in good yes. shape the rest of the way. Jesus. Yes. Uh Mary my running Pro- backs are good though. My son's in the semifinals somehow in division seven, Southern District, um, varsity football, Miracosa one. Killed him. What was it, Mikey? 35-14 or something? Michael left the game. He hasn't left the high school game in years. He's like, I'm, I'm we, this is in hand. I'm done. Left in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Uh, on to the semifinals. Very exciting. Uh, but the season needs yeah. to end the right. <laughs> we got to figure that this, out. This Pavlik kid's a pretty good quarterback, huh? Yeah, not bad. You know, yeah, the team they're playing averages like 53 points a game, so the end might be near. But it's been a lot of fun. It really has been, though, going deep into the playoffs. We will be back tomorrow. Hey, we have Drew McIntyre joining us tomorrow. That'll be great. We'll go over NFL futures, maybe NCAA football futures, and that'll be that. Fun Tuesday episode. Hope you enjoyed Monday. Make all our bets. FanDuel.com slash against all odds. And for Scott the Grizz Holmes, the last of the Texas Longhorn fans, Mikey Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na